in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Keys Church. Those of you who are in the room, those of you who are joining us later online, my name's Scott. I have the incredible honor of being the lead pastor here at Keys Church and so thankful that you're with us on this Christmas Eve 2023. And today as we celebrate the birth of Jesus together, I want to teach to you a message that I'm calling Nightlight. Raise your hand if you had a nightlight growing up. Come on, show of hands. Like, that's what I'm talking about, right? Not that you still have one. Nothing to be embarrassed about, right? But like you had a nightlight growing up. And I remember when I was little, up until about the time I was five, I had a nightlight because then me and my older brother had to share a room together for a period of time. He was eight years older than me, so nightlights, <clears throat> not cool. But uh, I had a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers nightlight. Come on, somebody that plugged into the wall that, that gave me some light. And here's what a nightlight does, right? It's what it did for me as, as a four or five-year-old is it allowed me to not be completely in the dark. And there were some friends that I had who also had nightlights. Some were too cool for nightlights, so they had like substitutes for nightlights. Anybody remember lava lamps? Come on, like I had some friends who had lava lamps. But even my kids have their own version of nightlights. We don't have things that plug into the wall, but my boys have an LED strip in their room uh, that serves as a nightlight. My girls like to cut the bathroom light on and then crack the door open <laughs> for a nightlight. But here's the thing. Most kids, most of us grow up and we grow out of kind of the fear of the dark. We grow up out of needing a nightlight. But what we know, even as adults, is that we actually understand why it is that kids are afraid of the dark. <laughs> right? And they're afraid of the dark because, well, they, they can't see. And when you can't see, then you don't know what there is. And there's this real fear for all of us. Of the unknown. And here's what I believe just like kids who are afraid of the dark, this is true of all of us that we fear the unknown because we fear what we can't see. And just like little kids who, who fear the dark and so then their imagination runs wild and they think that there's a monster in the closet or there's something under their bed, we have real fears in our lives of things we can't see, things like the future, right? Things like not being able to see how on earth our finances that are coming in match what needs to go out. We're scared for our kids and their future and those things that we can't see. Right? This is true for all of us. That we fear the unknown because we fear what we can't see. And this isn't just unique to us in this time, in this day and age. This has been all throughout human history. And did you know this? That the first Christmas was full of unknowns. The first Christmas was full of, of questions and yes, fears. Fears that could have easily been debilitating and, and lead to anxiety. And today on this Christmas Eve, I want us to look at the Christmas story. And I want us to look at two people in particular in the Christmas story. Two of the main characters of the Christmas story. Who could have easily been gripped by and riddled with fear because there were tons of unknowns in their life and in their situation. But we see how God met them where they were. And he turned their unknowns into things that they could know, that they could be certain of, that they could take a hold of, and they could be full of faith. 
And so I just want to start us off this morning. There, there's two accounts of the Christmas story in the Gospels. So we have the four Gospels in the New Testament, which are the accounts of the life of Jesus. One of these accounts is in the Gospel of Luke. One's in the Gospel of Matthew. We're actually going to look at both this morning, part of it anyway. But, but I want to start off in Luke's Gospel. And this is what it says, starting in chapter 1, verse 26. It says, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And so we see this very first character who's one of like the three main characters in the Christmas story, and it's Mary, a virgin named Mary. And we see that God sends an angel to come and to speak to her. And she's a virgin who has been pledged to be married. In other words, she's engaged to a man by the name of Joseph. And it says that Joseph was a descendant of David. And this is an important detail because in the Old Testament, the prophets foretold that the coming Messiah would come from the line or the lineage of King David, the greatest king in Israel's history. And this is what happens. The angel shows up. The angel went to her being Mary and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, I don't know about you. I've never had a greeting from an angel. <laughs> But if I did, like, I think this would be a pretty good one. <laughs> I'm highly favored. Like, I'm accepted by God. Like, that's cool. You know, the Lord is with me. Like, this is good, right? Like, if you're going to encounter a, a warrior of light, <laughs> if you're going to encounter one of God's angels from his holy army, for him to tell you that you are favored and that the Lord is with you, like, that's a pretty good thing to hear. But notice Mary's response that Mary was greatly troubled at his words. And she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And I'm sure she's troubled because my guess is she's never seen an angel before. <laughs> she's never encountered an angel before, but there were unknowns. And those unknowns created some fear in her. She was troubled because, well, she didn't know what kind of greeting this was. Because, you know, an angel of the Lord isn't something that pops up to you every single day. So if he's there, he obviously has something to say. Is it good? Is it bad? She's troubled. She's got a little bit of fear. She doesn't know what's going to happen and this is what it says. It says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. He doubles down. Like, don't be afraid. Like, there's no need to have fear. You have found favor with God. And what does this favor look like? He tells her. He says that you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. He, his kingdom will never end. Favor for Mary looked like becoming pregnant. Even though, right, she was a virgin. She was pledged to be married. He says that, that you're going to have a baby. And she would have known what this meant. That, this, that he was going to be son of the most high. That he was going to have the throne of David. That he was going to reign over Jacob's descendants, the Jewish people, the Israelites forever. That his kingdom would never end. This angel is telling Mary, you are going to mother and carry the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And naturally, this is her reaction. Um, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. Like, how is, how is this going to happen since I'm still a virgin? <laughs> I don't know if you know much about human anatomy, Mr. Angel Man, but like... I'm still a virgin. Like, how is this going to happen? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, 
and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. She asks, how is this going to happen? And he's like, through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how this is going to happen. And can you imagine being Mary in this situation? Like, I would imagine that there are still tons of unknowns for her at this moment, right? Chief of which is like, what am I going to tell my fiance? (laughs) You know, like, because surely Joseph is going to believe that I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, like, real convenient, right? And what she would have known is that Joseph would have every right, especially in that day and age, but even today for us, right, to call off the marriage, to break it off. Because here she is pregnant. She knows it's from the Holy Spirit. The angel just told her, but like, what's Joseph going to think? What's everybody else going to think? This could, in her mind, I'm sure the thoughts ran through, this could ruin the rest of her life. What if people don't believe her? But God had a plan. God knew what he was doing. And in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus... He actually gives us the other side to this story. And he tells us about an encounter, a similar encounter that Joseph has. This is what Matthew tells us. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. He says this, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. Again, telling us the same two characters, right? But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So, so Matthew's just laying it all out there. Like, this is exactly what happened. They're supposed to be married, but before they could get married, before they could come together and consummate the marriage, she becomes pregnant while a virgin by the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, because he was a religious man, because he was an honorable man, because he was a God-fearing man, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, which he could have. He could have drug her out before the whole town and said, this was supposed to be my wife, who I thought was a virgin, but now she's pregnant. He could have ruined her entire life, but he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace because he was an honorable man. He had in mind that he would just divorce her quietly. He would call off the marriage. And this would have been a big deal because getting engaged in this day and time is not like getting engaged in our time, which is like the step above dating. No, this is like just a step below marriage for them. Kind of the reverse. Like this would have been a big deal. And so he's going to call off the marriage. He's going to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So much like an angel appears to Mary, except for she wasn't dreaming, one appears to Joseph. While he's dreaming, this is what it says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Hey, Joseph, don't don't be afraid. Like, I know things are unclear right now. Like, I know you're confused, maybe even a little hurt. I know you can't fully see. I know you probably feel like you're in the dark on this whole situation. But don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And can't you imagine that Mary had probably tried to explain this to him? In which he was like, do you take me as a fool? Like, sure. But now the angel appears to him. It says, no. Mary was right. She was telling you the truth. You can take her in. You don't have to be afraid. This child is conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son 
And you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And in this moment, Joseph would have known, oh wow, Mary's pregnant with the Messiah. Mary's pregnant with the Savior of the world, the promised one, the one we've been praying for, the one we've been waiting on. And here, like my wife-to-be, my fiance, she is pregnant from God with the Savior of the world. Incredible moment. Could you imagine how he felt? It says this, Matthew says, All these things took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Because the Lord had foretold these things in the Old Testament through prophets. And this is what, he's quoting the prophet Isaiah here, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the Christmas story. This is what we celebrate at Christmas time. Not that we had to get to God, because we couldn't. But instead, that God came to us. And we see in this Christmas story, the first Christmas story, that there were tons of unknowns, right? And some of you are probably still thinking like, yeah, there's still a ton of unknowns. You know, like go and read the rest of the story. It's really good, okay? But there are tons of unknowns. And these are what the unknowns looked like, right? Well, how did this happen? <laughs> you know, because like Mary's like, I'm a virgin. Joseph's like, she's a virgin. Like, how did this happen? But then also, why did this happen? God, like, like, why is this happening to her? Could you have not have chosen another way? Like, why is this happening? And then in light of it all, like, what do we do? Do we tell everybody that she's conceived by the Holy Spirit? Like, people are going to look at us kind of weird. You know, like, what do we do in this situation? And yet we see that even though there were all these unknowns, that God gives them some knowledge and allows them to know and to be certain of some things. And here's what we know. that These may be the unknowns, but this is what's known. How did this happen? Through the Holy Spirit. The angel tells them. It was through the Holy Spirit. And also, why did this happen? Well, to rescue humanity. To save people from their sins. So that we could be in a right relationship with God. So that the gap that had been there since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden could be bridged. This is why this is happening. This was God's great rescue mission that he had in mind since the Garden of Eden. This is why this is happening. And so what do we do? Well, we trust because God is with us. Mary and Joseph would have known this. Emmanuel, God with us. And you and I, in our lives, we can trust this Christmas season and every day because God is with us. And I don't know what your year has looked like. I don't know what the Christmas season has looked like. I don't know what this season of life has looked like. I don't know what 2023 has looked like. Maybe it's been the best year of your life. Maybe it's been the worst year of your life. Maybe it's been somewhere in the middle. But I want to give you and me this morning, this Christmas Eve, the same encouragement, the same words that the angel of the Lord gave to both Mary and Joseph. And it's this, do not be afraid. As we round out 2023, as we get ready to step into 2024, do not be be afraid. And why? Because God is with us. And we can trust because God is with us. And even when we feel like we can't see, we can trust because God is with us. 
And we may not have all the answers and it may not all seem clear to us, but God is with us. And so we don't have to fear. We don't have to be slaves to fear. We don't have to be captive to fear. We can trust. I can trust. You can trust. Because God is with us. Because of Christmas. Because Jesus came. And here's the truth. Jesus came to eliminate fear. This is why Jesus came. He came to bridge the gap. He came to live the life that we couldn't, to die the death that we deserve on the cross, to raise to life on the third day, to defeat sin, death, and the grave, to make it possible for us to be in a right relationship with God so that fear could be eliminated. Jesus eliminated fear because we know how the story ends. We win. Jesus defeated sin, death, and the grave. We can have eternal life one day. We get to look forward to that. But because of Jesus and his finished work on the cross, we can have abundant life today. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Because we don't get the cross without Christmas. And we don't get Calvary without Bethlehem. This is why this is important. And I love Christmas just as much as anybody else. I love the lights and I love the sounds and I love the traditions. But Christmas is ultimately about Jesus coming and Jesus eliminating fear. Jesus making it possible for us to be in a right relationship with our Heavenly Father. We don't have to fear because God is with us. That's the story of Christmas. This is our story. And here's the truth. The Christmas story allows us to see and know that God is with us. Christmas allows us to see this. It sheds light on it. It allows us to know that God is with us. And so then we know that John's words in his gospel about Jesus are true. That in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light it shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. And I would add this. The darkness will not overcome it. Jesus is that light. And it is Jesus that allows us to see and know that God is with us. This is where our hope comes from. This is where our confidence comes from. And on this Christmas, I don't know where you are in your faith journey, whether you know Jesus, you don't know Jesus, you're new to your faith, you're returning to your faith, but you can know this morning that you can step from death to life. You can step from darkness into light because of Christmas, because of Jesus, because the creator God of the universe left heaven and he came down as a baby, ultimately to grow up, to live a sinless life. To die in our place on the cross, but to raise to life on the third day. To defeat sin and death in the grave so that we can be children of God. I say this all the time, but it's true. It's so that we can have eternal life one day. But also so that we could have abundant life today. And we could experience peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. That's what abundant life looks like. And it's offered to us through Jesus. Jesus is the light in the darkness. Jesus is our nightlight. 
that allows us to see, that allows us to not live in fear. Maybe you're here this morning, maybe you're watching online, and you haven't stepped into a relationship with Jesus, but you're sick of living in the dark. Or maybe you were in a relationship with Jesus, but you've walked away and you know that you haven't been living for him. Today is the day to return, to step back from death to life, to step back from darkness into light. And I want to give you the opportunity to do that this morning. Will you pray with me? Father God, Lord, you're good. We're so thankful to to be here this morning, to be able to be worshiping you, God. And if there's anybody here this morning, if there's anybody who's watching online within the sound of my voice who would say, that's me, and I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm ready to make him my Lord and my Savior. I'm ready to step from death to life, from darkness to light. I want to give them the opportunity to do that this morning. But I pray that they would know that it's not a prayer that saves them. But it's rather the posture, the position of their heart. But if they're ready to take that step this morning, God, they can just do so by repeating this prayer to themselves in their mind. Just repeat after me. Father God, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I accept your free gift of salvation. I believe that Jesus lived the life I couldn't. And I believe he died a death that I deserve on the cross. And I believe he rose to life on the third day. That he defeated sin that he defeated death, that he defeated the grave. And because of his finished work on the cross, one day I'll get to be in heaven with you. God, help me to follow you to the best of my ability for the remainder of my life. In Jesus' name. Lord, for the rest of us, God, I pray that we would be reminded that it is because of Jesus that we can see and know that you are with us. And because you are with us, we don't have to fear. You are our light. Jesus is our night light that protects us from the dark. The light shines in the darkness and it has not and will not be overcome. We know how the story ends. We win because Jesus won. We thank you for that truth this Christmas. God, we love you. We praise you. We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. What's up, everybody? Scott Lawrence here, the lead pastor of Keys Church. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. It's our prayer that it blessed you and that it helped you take a next step in your relationship with Jesus as you continue to become who it is that God created you to be. We would love to connect with you on social media at Keys Church FL. And you can find out more information about Keys Church at keyschurch.com. We hope to see you in person soon. The best is yet to come.